This podcast is brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton. Welcome back. I'm Barbara Kahn. I'm the J.H. Bake Professor of Marketing here at the Wharton School, and I'm here with my co-host, Professor Americus Reed, the Whitney M. Young Jr. Professor of Marketing here at Wharton. Hello, Americus. Hi. It's great to be here, Barbara. So this is Marketing Matters on Business Radio. Marketing Matters airs live every Wednesday from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern Time, and we replay the show several times throughout the week. But at this time, what we want to do is talk about some of the really big topics in the news. And my colleague, Americus, has actually been interviewed quite a bit <laughs> on a bunch of different shows I because have, this yes. is such a hot topic, that right? That is correct. And I almost got in on All In with Chris Hayes last night, uh, 8.30 live, but they bumped me oh. because Jared Kushner got his oh, he clearance got downgraded. <laughs> yeah. And they were like, sorry, Americus, that's, you're not news anymore, man. We got, <laughs> to, uh, we got to go to this other thing. So darn it. Almost <laughs> Uh, Almost got on there. But yes, I did a couple of interviews uh, today, uh, one on NPR uh, and a few others. I was also on Knowledge at Wharton earlier this morning with uh, uh, Dan Loney. So uh, so it's pretty exciting. Uh, This is huge. I mean, getting tons of calls, like folks are writing about this. And there's so many different issues here. One of them is the political issue of NRA. Totally. Second, there's the issue of whether or not boycotts work. Totally. Then whether or not brands should take a stand. Yes. Then selling the product. So where do you want to start? What was your big (laughs) soundbite? So my soundbite literally was simply, you know, if we step back a little bit. And listeners, if you're out there, uh, we want you to call in. Uh, and tell us what your opinions are, right? So we're talking about consumer boycotts, right? Maybe you are getting involved in this. One eight four four Wharton is the number. That's one eight four four nine four two seven eight six six. The notion of consumers now being able to actually affect change. But, you know, a lot of the data that we've looked at show that the boycotts don't necessarily affect sales that much, but they do affect brand. Yes, but you've got to think about it from the perspective of what Barbara and I talk about in our classes. We talk about a purchase funnel, right? So there's this idea that you have awareness, then you have consideration and thought, then you have liking and intention, and then you have behavior. And it's a funnel because as you go through each of these steps, you lose people in terms of getting them to actually do something. So your point, Barbara, which is a very important point, which is to say, you know, where exactly does this all fall out in terms of consumer boycotts more generally? Is it going to just be like a social conscious movement? Right. Everyone's it talking. seems like they've been very influential seems, yeah. at changing people's attitude towards brands, but it has yes. not necessarily moved the needle yes. in different sales, especially yes. short term. And this could be a much more long term Much more long term effect kind of here. And it's really interesting, though, because from that perspective of thinking about the consumer boycotts, there's two things going on here. One is that social media now has given us a kind of amplified perception of our ability to have change, to talk, to have a voice. And that's really accelerated right now. So it's like if you have followers. I want to bring, let me go back to that point for a second because I think there's something interesting about it. One of the things that I've read in the analysis about this is that this has taken off because, of course, the high school kids have been starting a lot of these social media. That's right. The kids from the school. And the articles that I read said, and those guys are geniuses at social media. Well, they're digital uh, immigrants, right? right? No, they're natives. Natives. Sorry, they're digital natives. That's right. I'm the immigrant. So I'm still trying to learn how to turn the phone on. But that's interesting because they.
they did start it, yeah. and their intuition was to make yeah. it a social media yeah. movement. Yeah, there's two things going on. What your, your point, Barbara, about these kids making it a social movement and relying on the power of these platforms, social media tools. The, the second thing that I think is super important is that companies now are becoming more and more right. pressured to not be to anonymous in the C-suite, to take a stand. What do you stand for? And I, as a consumer, right, I, as a consumer, can say to myself, does this particular company actually have a value system, a belief system that aligns with my own. Yeah, so Baron, Baron from Illinois, what do you think about this issue? Well, I, uh, I, I must say one thing. We need to understand one thing. A company provides a product to a consumer. A consumer is interested for a product to serve his needs. Now, as, a, as, a, you know, uh, as we advance in our needs and theories, okay, and as we go up the chain, uh, according to Abraham Maslow, then we start adding additional you know, things right, right. Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Yeah. Sure. Right. So now the other thing is, you know, where you were talking about the boycott, I must commend you. You know, you did touch a very, very hot topic because not many advertising books and, you know, even uh, business schools touch this topic. OK. And one very simple example I did was, you know, the Illinois Tollway, OK, which works basically to collect tolls. Right. OK. Uh, is basically trying to uh, make people boycott their luxury cars. And how they're doing it is basically hmm. that, uh, you know, the transponders, okay, they're interfering with the cars. Hmm. And oh. by that, pe- people have to pay a higher toll price. Ah. And if you have a regular car... Well, that's an you know, economic are, penalty. Right. Yeah, so in a way, you know, so you know what you're talking about, a boycott, you know, you can literally see that in behavior, behavioral changes too, you know, and as the pre- previous person, Mr. Jonathan Wilson said, you know, do boycotts work? Boycotts won't work 100%, but they do provide a behavior, behavioral change in the long term, you know? Mm. Yeah, well, that's think. what we're talking about. And yeah. this is a pretty hot... Su- I mean, we heard uh, the CEO, Ed, Ed Stack, from... Yes. Um, from Dick's Sporting Goods, that that chain announced that they were re- withdrawing the assault rifles from yes. their stores. Yes, that's correct. And so the other important point that I think Baron is talking about is that it begs the question as to whether or not you know we have a good definition of what it means when we say do boycotts work, right? What exactly do we mean? Yeah, we talk- the, the thing's not sold. They, yes, they're not sold. right. Like for example, I mean, could there? You know, it's a different thing to be able to say, you know, here's here's gun policy. And here's here's are the opinions of those who are on both sides. There's a whole other thing to say. How do we actually change the laws in terms of the dynamics yeah, of the politics? I don't think anybody's gone all the way to the laws, yeah. right? They yeah. weighed in, and it's been somewhat controversial. Dix Dix is withdrawing the product, yes, and then people may choose. You know, to Baron's point, to boycott that store or not. Absolutely. Um, and that's how the boycott could affect that. Yeah, and I think it's an important point that consumers now have a lot of power. Thanks for the call, Baron. We really appreciate it. Thank you very much. Callers, if you're listening, 1 844 Wharton is the number. 1 844 942 7866. Do you have an opinion on this? Do you boycott a particular company? Let, are you going to, sorry, are you going to just weigh in and think about perhaps not going to uh, buying a ticket at Delta or not renting a car from Hertz? Or not uh, participating with a bank like uh, Mutual of Omaha, or you know, not going if you're an uh, in an NRA supporter, not giving your money to Dick's Sporting Goods. What are your thoughts on this? Uh, what, where do you stand? Should companies be doing this? Should they? Should brands be having a voice? Give us a call at one eight four four nine four two seven eight six six. Yeah. Now you brought up a lot of interesting brands on this in politics. Delta is a particularly interesting one, right? Because the government there has decided to penalize them with a ta- uh, getting rid of a tax break, mm-hmm. 
because he said, "Yes, the right? cultural wars." Right. Yes, he so said, "If you're going to take a stand, yes. we're going to take a stand we against can, you." We can fight it out on the economic side. It's very interesting how these cultural wars. Very passionate uh, consumers on both sides of this issue, and, and as a person who is, you know, uh, I'll just say my beliefs. A person who is uh, in favor of, you know, gun control and like getting a handle on some of these things. I did go back and sort of think about and research a little bit about this idea of like folks who are NRA members. Very much a lot of passion around yeah. these individuals who grow up with guns, hunt. They're with their families. They're, they have this belief that it's not just a gun; it's something that's symbolic of their identity. That's why this perception, if it's framed as we're going to take this away from you, this thing that's so, such a big part of who you are from a self-expressive uh, perspective, that it's seen as something very visceral and very powerful. No, I agree. And then, But then on the other hand, um, when you have these vivid images coming out of the Florida school, that's mm-hmm. pretty visceral and powerful <laughs> yes, also, exactly. right? exactly. Young children, like you said, Barbara, young activists who say, wait a minute, I don't care about your rights. I don't care about the dynamics of My politics. My friends are dead. My friends, I'm under this desk, and I may be dying in 20 seconds and I'm texting my family and I'm maybe saying my goodbyes. So, right. you know, it's and a And I to- want brands to support and me. And I want brands to support me. So right. it's very emotional on both sides. So Louise from Maryland, what do you think on this issue? Well, what I've been seeing on social media today from my friends is a lot of people talking about getting together and making shopping trips oh. to um, Dick's Sporting Goods okay. to show our support. Oh, to support. Okay. Interesting. interesting. You know, back when, um, remember back when the uh, Nordstrom pulled Ivanka's? Yes. Yes, I remember that. Yep. A lot of people made shopping trips to Nordstrom to show their support. So it's not just a boycott that mm-hmm. works the other way as well. Oh, very good point. Yep. And then are you going to post that on social media? Uh, interesting. Yes, it's actually already posted. Okay. Ah. Oh, so you've already you've already taken you've already done one of these ships, uh, a tropping ship, uh, shopping trips. Wow, <laughs> tripping up! I know, I know, right? Yeah, you've already done one of these. All, there are a lot of my friends. Okay. Um, they started off by saying, you know, we need to go to Dick's, and they're like, yeah, why don't we make a trip together, show our support? Different people in different parts of the Washington D.C. metro area. We're ready to go shopping at Dick's. Oh wow! Oh, that's very interesting. Sporting yeah. good stuff. Well, that's great. That's very interesting, Louise. Thanks for your call. Um, Margaret from Pennsylvania, what do you think about boycotts and, and supporting retailers for one position or another? I'm going to piggyback on the, on the um, back of the other caller. I do. I really applaud Dix for taking a stand. Mm-hmm. And when you look at the children from the high school, that's what they're talking about. People not making a stand like, which side are you in and which side aren't you on? We can respect your opinion one mm-hmm. way or the other. Mm-hmm. And as far as shipping goes with my personal company, I did have FedEx, and I heard FedEx's statement, and now I have UPS. Oh. And well, FedEx at, FedEx made a complicated statement, right? Yeah, very, very complicated yeah. statement, right? Yeah, exactly. So what was FedEx, your interpretation of that statement that made you stop using them? My interpretation of the statement with FedEx was that um, this is their position. We're not changing it, and we really don't, to me, they don't care about the moral issue. And um, I think even when it comes down to price, Dix is one of the pricier sporting goods stores, but I will support them, and I will shop in Dix now for being that brave, coming out and taking a stand, knowing that it could either go one way or the other, but they're willing to take that chance. And even Delta, the more businesses that come out and say something and take a stand, I think it will force other people to do it. And it's just showing the kids some respect and some support because
because we as adults have truly failed them and they wouldn't be in this position mm. had people said, yes, you're for something or no, you're against something. That's a great point, Margaret. I actually want to, I actually have FedEx's statement here. Oh, okay. I, I want to read it uh, live on the air here. Uh, this is what they put out, and it's to Barbara's point, because Barbara was saying they're a little bit waffling here. Yeah, was, and you can, was, you can make up your mind right. as to whether or not this is neutral or where they're coming out. So FedEx says, FedEx Corporation's position on the issues of gun policy and safety differ from those of the NRA. FedEx opposes assault rifles being in the hands of civilians. While we strongly support the constitutional right of U.S. citizens to own firearms subject to appropriate background checks, FedEx views assault rifles and large-capacity magazines as an inherent potential danger to schools, workplaces, Places and communities when such where such weapons are misused. We therefore support restricting them to the military. Most important, FedEx believes urgent action is required at the local, state, and federal level to protect schools and students from incidents such as the horrific tragedy in Florida on February 14th. Now, here's the interesting part. FedEx is a common carrier under federal law and therefore does not and will not deny service or discriminate. Listen to these words. Discriminate against any legal entity regardless of their policy, positions, or political views. The NRA is one of hundreds of organizations Organizations in our alliances and association marketing program whose members receive discounted rates for FedEx shipping. FedEx has never set or changed rates for any of our millions of customers around the world in response to their politics, beliefs, or positions yes, on issues. So they're against assault rifle, yes, rifles, but, but, but they won't change the discount for NRA, yes. and you can interpret that probably keeping with what your politics yes. are, and that's, one way or another. And that's very different from what Dick said. And I think we right. actually have a clip of uh, the CEO, this is Ed Stack. Ed Stack, Ed Stack, CEO, was CEO, talking on news radio. T- news radio. Good morning, America, I think this morning with the George Stephanopoulos. Right. Uh, or TV, right. TV, TV. And uh, we have a clip of his remarks. Uh, let's listen to that right now. As we, uh, to, uh, as we looked at what happened down in Parkland, and uh, we, were, we, we were so disturbed and saddened by what happened, we felt we really needed to do something. And uh, so we've uh, decided not to sell these assault weapons any longer in any of our stores. And the other things that we talked about. Yeah, and, and, and the shooter uh, down in Parkland actually bought a gun at a dick store, not the assault weapon. Right. He did. And, and uh, he bought a, a shotgun from us back in, uh, in November. And it wasn't the gun, nor it was the type of gun that, uh, that, that, that he used in the shooting. But when that happened, we realized that the system, and, and we did everything by the book. We did everything that the law required and still... He was able to Amazing buy a gun. That he was able to buy. He one. was still able to buy a gun. And when we looked at that, we said, "The systems that are in place across the board just aren't effective enough to keep us from selling someone a gun like that." And so we've decided that uh, we're not going to sell the assault type rifles any longer. Wow. wow. So that's a pretty strong that's statement. Powerful. Very, right? very powerful. It reminds me of a few years back when uh, CVS, the pharmacy, CVS Health, uh, stopped Took selling cigarettes. cigarettes. Exactly. It's like, listen, this is not part of our brand. If we're going to pretend to be about health, we can't sell and these types of products. And we're going to take the economic hit. And we're going to take the economic hit. And yeah, so that yeah. was a very strong, strong statement. So we have other callers calling in with uh, issues on this. Tim from New York, what's your question? What do you think on this? Hey guys, long time listener, first time caller here. <laughs> um, I, I, I was just wondering. I'm, I'm I'm trying to think of my viewpoint on this, and I'm I'm I can't help but think, what place does a company have getting involved in politics? Mm. So I guess my question is, do you guys can you guys think of any examples of companies that have gotten involved or taken a stance, and it's actually benefited from uh, them? The only way I can think of it working is or impacting them is negatively. 
I'll hang up and listen. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Thanks, thanks Tim, for thanks that for question. Thanks for the call, Tim. Great well, call. you know what we found, and this is what I was alluding to before, that sometimes these boycotts don't actually change sales that much. Right. Mm-hmm. It's much more of a change in the impact on the yes. on the brand. Yes. And it does very often polarize. Yes. So, polarize is the key word. Barbara. Right. It yes. makes the people who yes. feel very strongly strong feel str- more strongly. Yes. And the people who feel strongly the other way yes. feel more strongly the other way. Yeah. So here's a, two critical points that Tim uh, brings up. Thanks for the call, Tim. Uh, and that is, you know, is this is this response a moral argument or is it an economic argument? So a moral argument would be like the CVS example says, hey, listen, we're going to take the hit on this. We're not going to sell these tobacco products. An economic argument would be to say, hey, you know what? We there are we know there are something like six million NRA members out there. We've done the analysis. We can right. lose those people. But we're, here's what we're going to gain. We're actually going to gain those individuals who believe their values are more strongly to uh, align with us. And more so from support. more support. So it, we're getting actually more valuable customers because those customers are going to be more identity right. loyal, right? right? And so there's this interesting thing that doesn't you know, play out immediately in terms of sales. An interesting example, exactly, it does it, is Chick-fil-A. Yeah. Because Chick-fil-A really, really polarized, right? There are Huge. people that per, He's very, very clear on his values, mm-hmm. doesn't open his stores on Sunday. Yeah, Estrue anti anti yeah. Behavior that he does yeah. not think is, is in the Bible. Yes. Um, and there are some people who agree with him and yes. support it more. Yes. And I'm sure there's some people who stop going to Chick-fil-A. Absolutely. And, but imagine that. Imagine being willing to say, I believe in my principles so strongly that I'm going to give up 52 days of sales. And by the way, Chick-fil-A is killing KFC. <laughs> yes. So it's an interesting kind of uh, and they're approach. And nim- they're not waffling on it. They're very, not waffling. Very, very clear in the same way Dix was very, yes. very clear. You know, and, Absolutely. And, and by the way, and FedEx was kind of yes. not clear because yes. people are interpreting that in a lot of different Absolutely. ways. I actually grew up in the South, and I'm a huge fan of Chick Fil A. So at one point, I was actually looking into, you know, what would it, what what would it be to be a franchise owner of a Chick Fil A? It's very hard to become a franchise owner of a Chick Fil A. There's only a very small number of stores. It's hard to get on that list to be approved. But each store, get this, each store averages three million in sales per year. Oh, so you've just said. <laughs> so there you go. For there you the have list. it. That's lots of chicken to sell. So we have some other callers <laughs> on this issue. Roger, you're calling us from Canada? Yeah. What's going on north of the border, Roger? Well, well, there's a number of things going on. And uh, indirectly to this particular uh, discussion that you're having about boycotts and, and, and firearms, there's a company in Vancouver called Mountain Equipment Co-op who's being castigated by the social media crowd uh, because they sell bicycle helmets and mountaining gear and general outdoor equipment that's uh, put together by various companies who are owned by an umbrella company called Vista, who happens to be in the uh, firearms business. And actually, they're more of an umbrella company, kind of like NRA is an umbrella organization. And Vista just has various other companies underneath it that happen to be in the uh, ammunition and AR-15 business. And so... The, the mountain equipment co-op people are screaming, we must get rid of the, this retailer uh, retailing these items, which are owned by the firearm industry, which supports uh, NRA. Hmm. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. So, mm-hmm. And so that's being argued out. And it's be, and they're, if you read the, the Canadian Broadcasting Company stories, they're actually headlining, why are they waffling? Because they like the sensational stuff. So somewhere in there will be a quote, from some social media guy who may or may not be important to the mm. story, mm-hmm. and why are they waffling? And they grab that up as the headline, 
Uh, and actually, they're saying we're trying to be circumspect about this to see what our, what we're a co-op. So we're trying to figure out what our membership actually believes here, not just what's trending on social media. And and also, and that's a good point. The membership could be independent of social media. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, Very cool. I mean, you got to know what what are your consumers going to do, right, Barbara? You got to sort of be able to test that. Yep. Well, thank you very much for the call. Um, we we have very sorry we're at the end of the segment. If we didn't get to you, we'll we'll do this again we'll do because again, we yeah. got a lot of attention yeah. for this. Yeah. Thank you very much. And when we come back, we'll have Alan Frost and Beth Lorge of Flava Natures Naturals discussing their naturally sourced and high flavanol chocolate products. You're listening to Marketing Matters. I'm Barbara Kahn with my co-host Professor Americus Reed, and this is Business Radio on Sirius XM 111. For more insight from Business Radio, please visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu.